This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at EastTexasRadio.com. Welcome to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting, where we talk about people who make this a great place to live. Here's your host, Eric Kaufman. My guest this morning, Jenny Wilson, Executive Director of the Lamar County United Way. And we're in a strange setting. because We are. We're this is new. A, we're sitting across <laughs> from each other. I like it. Uh, okay, so uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I want to cover, but let's mm-hmm. start with where we are in tornado relief. Did we ever find everybody that needed help? Yeah. Well, um, as of this morning, we have given out over $112,000 in assistance to about 55 families in both Lamar County and Red River County. Um, it was a challenge, but I worked with the Red Cross and both counties, their emergency management um, personnel, to identify and to verify um, families that were most in need. And really, the assistance was going to families whose homes were either completely destroyed right. or so majorly damaged that they're really not inhabitable at this time. And so for some families, we helped them with first month's rent and deposit. And with other families, we just gave a assistance check. Most families got $2,000 from us for an assistance check. So it's been, um, it's been hectic. I've learned so much about disaster relief that I was unprepared for. Well, you know, and I started actually thinking about this the other day, uh, like what if this happened to me? Yes. Where do you start? How do you even begin to reassemble your life when you've lost literally every possession, everything that you have? It's been unbelievable. And and I keep being astonished that there was no loss of life. I know. Because every single person who's come into my office has wanted to tell me their story of survival, which is amazing, and show me their photos. Um, And it's just, when you hear the stories and see the damaged photos, it's unbelievable that there was no loss of life. Like I I just can't wrap my mind around it because so many of these people, there's nothing left of their homes but foundation. Right. Um, You know, you'd hear a story that we were in the closet or we were in the bathroom, and when we came out, it was the only thing still standing. So it was such a God thing, too. But um, Well, you know, there was that one video. If we were to have made a TV commercial for a relief effort, oh, there was one video <laughs> on Facebook that panned the destruction. And then in the foreground, as they pulled back, there were like three kids. It was raining. Oh. Uh, two of the boys didn't have shirts on because, yeah. you know, they were probably at home just taking it easy. Yeah, and I do, I worry about the kids um, who went through it. There were several that um, were actually, you know, thrown around like something out of Twister or The Wizard of Oz. And I do worry about their mental health. Right. Um, I do think there's probably some PTSD out there. And I I know the school counselors are working with these kids a lot. And, um, you know, there's just, there's been so much upheaval. They've lost everything. They've had to move around. And so I do worry about that a lot. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who... Um, made donations to our tornado fund. Both individuals and our local corporate partners have been just wonderful. Um, I said we've given out an well, assistance. And, and in your orbit, for this to come right on the heels of campaign. Of, of campaign. Yeah, and we've kept the money completely separate. Right. Um, completely separate. So we've given out, like I said, just over $112,000 as of today. We've brought in about 
right at a hundred thousand, but we still have some other pledges out there. Um, but all the money is, is going quickly back into those families' homes. I mean, it's just been a steady stream of me chasing down board members to get another assistance check signed and then having that family come in my office and get their check. So we're just really glad that we were able to step up and do it. We were really honored that the county, um, basically tapped us. They wanted a single source of donations coming in. And of course, they tapped City Square to take all the material donations. Which they finally had to cry uncle, which yeah. we knew was going to happen. Absolutely. No more clothes are needed. But they did, um, they couldn't find, we offered to buy them clothing racks, right? Because you can't really, nobody wants to go through clothes that are on the floor. Right. Um, they couldn't find any to buy. And so they they were like, well, maybe we'll get them built. And so um, I was talking to Daryl Bowles. I'm like, what about the ramp project people they know how to build stuff and so he reached out to them and um saw pictures on facebook that they built all the racks for the clothing so um this this community is is just absolutely and and i I wanted to make sure we checked in with you today about the the tornado relief because we've got this little overlap this is going to be a long-term thing and of course then they get handed off to FEMA and all this other stuff that happens and insurance companies and, and actually yeah. getting unfolded from that. And at the same time, holidays started happening and right. I wanted everybody in the community to know, is there still any help needed by, or are we just to that point where they're kind of so, having Yeah. A- I mean, I'm like I said, I still have an assistance check that's going out today. I feel like, I mean, it's definitely dwindling down. Okay. A couple things, lessons learned. Um, the Red Cross. To open up a case with the Red Cross to get assistance from them, there's a very small window. So they are not opening any new cases. So if anything ever happens in the future, whether you're in a house fire, flooding, tornado, if you're moved to the coast, hurricane, I didn't realize you have a very short window of time to reach out to the Red Cross and you need to reach out. Right. Um, and so that was one of the things learned. Um Insurance, you know, you've got to reach out with that right away as well. Um, I'm hearing stories over and over. We didn't have enough insurance. So I would really say to everyone, take that inventory, (laughs) make sure that your home and what's inside your home is properly insured. If you're a renter, get renter's insurance. It's very cheap. Um, I know that a lot of people here in Paris, Texas don't have renter's insurance. So you your home's destroyed and you lose everything. There's nowhere to turn. Right. So um, there's just a, a lot of lessons learned through through this. Well, I mean, and I would like to say, hopefully, you know, it'll be a long time before we do this. But we've seen this increase, and in, especially in, uh, you know, late fall, early winter. Right tornadoes which used to right. not be a thing used and to, we used to have tornado season in the spring right right spring and a little bit yeah, at the end of summer, summer early fall and you think okay we're okay so but we're we um the, like you said the community's been amazing um we actually have been helping in red river as well which we've never done before but the need was just there right. and we had to our two communities our two counties are so intertwined um Atmos stopped by my office this morning to give a $5,000 check to the Tornado Relief Fund. And um, one of the guys who works at Atmos, he lives in Clarksville. And he knew the families in Clarksville that were affected. And so, you know, to be able to talk to him from Red River County and say, hey, we're helping these families. And he would mention a family's name. And I'm like, we helped them. You know, I recognize that that last name. So that was really great. And I think we're really going to have to reevaluate United Way of Lamar County 
in the future. Well, um, and you know, we saw this with the uh, the homelessness coalition. Yes. Uh, having to expand, and we've we've right. had other instances in the last couple of years where we're saying, well, okay, we're going to go ahead and do some stuff in Red River County too. Yeah. Uh, I so the way, just so people understand, United Ways. Um, there's over 1,100 local United Ways in in the United States. Every United Way is assigned zip codes. So Red River County, Clarksville, is assigned to United Way of Texarkana, which makes zero sense because they're not even adjoining counties. No. So we went to them a few years ago and asked if we could basically absorb Red River County, and that didn't work out. Um, I encourage people, um, especially if you're living in Red River County, especially if you've gotten an assistance check from us this past month, reach out to United Way of Texarkana and encourage them <laughs> to just give us the county. Um, there's not a whole lot of donations there, but there's a whole lot of need. It's really more territorial than it is money. Uh, I mean, you can just 100%. look at it. Right. You're not... It's, I can't imagine that they have a big campaign in Red River County and that they're getting a lot of pledges from Red River County. I think it would be more assistance than anything else. So, you know, the only check that we have given out that wasn't directly to a family was the Clarksville Food Pantry. Because, again, we just felt like they needed it so bad. Right. We had a lot of our corporate partners um, who gave us money say, we want this to go to both counties. And so we... We had to honor that as well. And so that's the only agency check that we've given from the Tornado Relief Fund. Okay, so 2023 is almost here. Can I say one other thing? Because I think this is so cool. Oh, yeah. We are also buying a tornado siren for Powderly, the area most affected down on 906. Um, they'll come out of United Way funds, and we're super psyched oh, yeah, about it. because they didn't have that. They don't have – they do not have tornado now, sirens out in the county. Uh, the sirens, of course, there's nothing else that will get your attention faster oh, than 100%. that. Oh, 100%. But I noticed little by little they've been rolling out. And, of course, in the radio business, we've been watching this kind of an ongoing evolution of the emergency alert system. Oh, Yeah. Uh, a, on a national scale, yeah, you yeah. know, here the weekly test, and we yes. have a special <laughs> monthly test, and all the disaster orgs are with with it too. Uh, that it's going to end up also on your phone, but, wow. but I still highly encourage you uh, if you go to uh, get a Weather Channel app or or AccuWeather or WeatherBug or whatever, right. and set up alerts, and you set them for severe weather, and yeah, it'll become annoying. Uh, when we have severe th- a rash of severe thunderstorms, it'll keep going off. But the tornado warning will actually come to your phone before they're able to even get the siren wow, turned on. Wow, that's great. That's great to know. So I it just gives you that. a couple more. It's not that much difference. It's just a couple of minutes as a rule. Uh, I, I signed up for there was a National Weather Service text thing, which is the best. But I don't know if it's just for media or not. Oh, uh, but I know that I would get an alert on my phone. So for, it was time for me to come to work right? in <laughs> uh, that I would be like six blocks from my house with the radio on and I would hear the alert go off on wow. my phone. I mean, on the radio. That's so great. Uh, the, the technology is slowly going to make it better, uh, you know, and again, a reminder uh, to that end, if you already do stuff like that, if you know a couple of days out, we're going to have severe weather, make sure your phone is charged. Oh, absolutely! It's, that's got to be way up there with the interior wall location. Absolutely, yes. Because you can get so much good information off of it. Um, okay, so 
kind of continue to monitor. 2020, <laughs> 2023, uh, events, fundraising things, community stuff. I know that yeah. y'all plan. What's what is yeah, what so, does the first six months of 23 look like? So we usually have our strategic planning meeting in January for the year. Last year, you know, we decided to really have a health focus. Yeah. So we had the health fair. We had our lunch and learns with the Alzheimer's Association. I think we'll continue both of those. Um, but honestly, I think it's going to be a breathing year. I have to be honest. We've added so much well, new then we programming had, we in the COVID first three years. in there also and having Absolutely. to dance around that. Abs- and we are just doing so much right now. In fact, I'm, um, I've been interviewing this week to hire a programming coordinator, a part-time programming coordinator, really to help with utility and rent assistance because the phones ring constantly. I'm one person. I cannot keep up with it all. For me to admit I need help is like, I agree with stop that. it. Right? Like, uh, this is the a control big, freak is relinquishing the, control. The, a well, little. we'll see. A tad. A right? Touch. A tad. I know. As I was interviewing, not relinquishing control, just delegating. Delegating. Yes. But, but I do think it's going to be a breathing year. We have so much programming going on right now. And I want all the programming that we're doing to be excellent. And so we have all of our our youth and educational programming. We have all of our assistance programming. We have, you know, and then what I say, just the catch-all, right? I never know what's going to happen. Last night, I got a call from the social worker at PRMC about 8 o'clock. First of all, there was a homeless person that needed to be put into a hotel ASAP. So took care of that. Um, Then a family that had been given a home by a church... We found out that they were hiring a new pastor and that family had to move. So it was, can you still give them rental assistance? Can you know? So you never know every day what we're going to need to do. Right. Um, So having big events right now, we've got to keep up with just the daily assistance, whether, you know, we're getting heaters for somebody or buying them a uh, AC window unit or buying them a refrigerator or getting them a bus ticket or driving them to Dallas or putting them in a hotel. These are real life situations, going to meet them at a gas station and putting gas in their car. These are real life situations that we've done in the past six months. And so it's just, and that's why I told as I was interviewing people, you just never know what's going to happen when you come to work that morning. Um, one of the events, though, that I would like to do is I'd really like to do another poverty simulation. We haven't done one in about three years because of COVID. Right. Um, and I think that they are such an eye-opening experience. And so I'd really like to do that. I tried to find this, uh, and I can't find it. I haven't actually looked on Hulu where FX stuff lives. Stay with me. This gets to a yes. point. The guy that did Supersize Me, the documentary. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Weird name. Redhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So he did uh, a docu-series called, uh, not Supersize Me, that's uh, the big guy. This is the one that where he, he ate McDonald's every right. day for 30 days. Yeah, that, uh, that's what I was thinking. I think it was called Supersize okay. Me. Because I remember every time his rule was, every time they said, do you want to supersize it, he had to say yes. Yes, okay. I love that documentary. All right, so <laughs> it was a whole bunch of things. It was yeah. putting... Uh, uh, people together that wouldn't normally be together and they had to like coexist for 30 days. But the very first one he did was him and his then fiance, 
decided to live for 30 days on minimum wage. Oh, can you imagine? It was, I think everybody should watch that episode. I would love to see that. Uh, they ended up almost breaking up at the end. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because it's just so hard. Right. And that's why I'd like to bring that poverty simulation back. Because if you've never done it, you quickly become your character. You know, whether you're a 14-year-old girl or you're the uncle or whatever, and become, you can feel your blood pressure going up. You can feel your heart rate racing. You can feel the anxiety of what it's like to live every day in poverty, not knowing how do I put gas in the car? How do I put food on the table? Oh my God, my kid has a field trip and needs $5 tomorrow. Well, that means no gas, no food, or they don't go on the field trip. Like it's, it's unbelievable the choices that people have to make. And so, you know, we deal with that every day through our utility and rent assistance. And so I'd like to do that poverty simulation. The other thing we're really trying to keep on top of is, um, you know, this year we had the poverty task force. Yeah. We went to city council, asked them to consider an ordinance to pass regulations on all of the payday lenders and car title loans. Yes. Um, got an email from the um, assistant city manager yesterday about that. They're still working on that. So that's something we hope we'll see come to fruition in 2023. I hope we'll be back in front of the city council with everybody who is part of the poverty task force showing our support for this ordinance because I think that that will have a huge impact on people living in poverty. I know it will. It has in other places. That's just a it's a terrible uh, rabbit hole to go down. Yes. And it regulates it. So anybody who still wants to use the product, the product is still there. It's just going to be safer. There'll be more guardrails around it where you don't, you know, take a $1,000 loan and then end up paying back $11,000. And right. that was a true life example yep. of an elderly lady that the Texas Appleseed um, told us about. It, it's a dangerous trap. It, it It is crazy. So, yeah, keep us posted on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as volunteers go, this is still an issue here. It's it's a huge issue. Um, you know, one of the, the agencies that's one of my, my favorites is, is Habitat for Humanity. And those volunteers are amazing. But I worry. They're all, they're I, I don't want to call them elderly, but they're they're older. They're older. Thank you. And I I do they're worry. They're well established. They're well established. And <laughs> um that's a volunteer run agency. Right. You know, and so I really encourage people to contact Habitat for Humanity. They build on Saturdays and Mondays. So I know a lot of people can't build on Mondays, but most people have a Saturday free. Um, call them, call Judy Martin and say, hey, I would like to come. You don't even have to have ex- a lot of experience. You can get in there and help. Um, you know, RSVP is a great volunteer organization for people 55 and older, which really <laughs> getting close to that. So that kind of touches. Um, but they can put you in a, in what they call stations and fit, you know, fit you with what you where your heart is. Another agency that always needs volunteers is CASA. And I think people get um, overwhelmed that the training's going to be too much or the time commitment's going to be too much. It's really not. And if they have more volunteers, then you can just have one case. You know, it's when they have j- just a handful of volunteers that people have to take on additional cases. And you're making such an impact in a child's life, especially right now. Um, the laws around foster care and around CPS have changed dramatically in the past year or so. Um, they need those advocates for kids more than ever, right? Like nobody wants to see a child removed from their family, their biological family, and put in foster care. 
But sometimes it's really, really necessary. And they really do depend upon those advocates. So those are two um, agencies where I would really encourage people to go out and volunteer. Downtown Food Pantry is great. Um, They have a base of like 400 volunteers. Go out and volunteer at Food Pantry, but also consider some of those agencies that don't have as many volunteers. You know, and I learned a long time ago, uh, if you can only do like four hours a month, say an hour a week. Right. You would be so appreciated. Oh, in the world that we're in right now. Absolutely. I mean, any I you know, I'm hiring this position because um I have had volunteers come in and help with utility and rental assistance and and life happens, especially when you're a volunteer, right? Like you have the best intentions and then something happens and you can't always come. But if anybody would like to come and answer phones to the United Way office and help us with these families, I would love it. You know, with <laughs> there's very little training. It's pick up the phone, show some compassion, get their information, and let's pay their bill. Um, so I would love that. All right. Well, we're to that point. And I'm <laughs> I, I'm just now watching this week's uh, Salt Lake. Salt Lake. I watched it this morning. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, I was about, thought I was about halfway through it, but then I walked away from my desk and I went back and it started over, but I maybe wasn't paying. Anyway, there's a new show. Yeah. Southern Hospitality. I have not seen it. Okay. So Will I like Southern it? Charm, uh, what's the uh, the the woman who has the club and not, uh, a restaurant? Oh, the older lady. Yeah. I don't remember her name. I don't either. Well, <laughs> she's got a show, basically. Oh, this very cool. This looks like this is going to be Vanderpump South. Love it. Uh, it's just centering around the employees of this place, and and the, none of them. There's a little bit of crossover from Southern Charm because they come in there and eat or whatever. Right. Oh, I would love that. So uh, first episode, pretty solid. Okay. There's already I, some stuff going on. Okay, I will give it. But speaking of Vanderpump, could the women of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills hate her anymore? No. Still. I, even still. They, they, are they still so look bitter. for stuff. They are still so bitter. They will not say one nice word about her. Kyle still drives them. that though. Yeah, well, Kyle drives that bus. Yeah, I do love me some Kyle. Though. I do too. And that reunion was just so horrible. Did you watch Mauricio's? On, thing watch on what the, happens live. No, oh. did, uh, no, on, on selling Netflix. sunset. Okay, yes. no, but I. So I watched Watch What Happens Live this morning, and he was on it. It was from last night. It was Heather Gay, and they were talking about his new show. And so I'm going to have to watch I, that. I, I, we watched. We but watched it, it here in the office. But oh. it was so funny because while had we it, were working, we oh. had it on in the background. <laughs> Boss man. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he had a, I don't know if you watched that, but. um, I didn't. I got to start watching. Oh, I love it. So I will watch the episode and then watch, you know, whoever comes on. But um, they have a, can you defend this? So he had um, all these things that Kyle has done or said, and could you defend it? And he defended her like 99.9% of the time. So it was great. Love them. Yeah. There's a whole other layer to that, though. Uh, Can you imagine what his life would be like had he not done that? No, but. He would be buying extra purses. Yes, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not liking Heather Gay as much as I have in the past season. No, this the whole thing seems off. And was it you that had the problem with us all knowing about? It was me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And there's still, there's still like the they could even the way they cut it could be different. Because they're still allowing her to just have her rants about, I'm innocent. Why does everyone believe I'm for, innocent? That, that, but see, I told you that last time. That mm. makes me happy every time she does that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, when we get to the finale of this show, I'm going to watch you. 
because I think that's going to be great. I thought she was supposed to be sentenced in November, though, and it's December. <laughs> Who knows? She probably got delays or something. Probably. Oh, they might be delaying until the show's over. Speaking of that, the Grizzlies. I know you don't <gasps> watch that. Yeah. Oh, I do watch oh. that. Are you kidding? I know they're going to jail. And the girl. Grizzly didn't know best, did he? He did not know best. <laughs> I, that one blows my mind. But the girl, Savannah, just got um, custody of her younger brother, who's now like 16. Right. And the niece, because remember, the niece was living with him as well. And I'm like, I don't think Savannah should be raising children. No, she's still too young. <laughs> well, they're, and they're going to be all messed up because. How they were raised was, oh, first of un- all... Was- I did not see that one coming, though. Like, the Jen Shaw thing didn't surprise me. The Erica no. Jane thing didn't surprise the me. Teresa was, and Joe no, thing didn't did surprise, surprise me. me. The Grizzly? This was surprising. Shocked! Well, he, you know, and they were so... Uh, I mean, he... Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and he came out, and he's like, no, this is just a misunderstanding. We'll get this. It was my business manager, and, and he's like... Right. The business manager turned state's evidence against them. Yeah. <laughs> No, so. now there were some things with that family I wouldn't have been surprised about, but that one surprised me. There was one thing. Do you know that came out in trial? We'll just dance around that topic. Oh, really? Oh, no. I read it in the <laughs> newspaper story about the trial. I would have that to came out in the trial. It's been confirmed. Okay. He is. Okay. I, I've always kind of thought so. It but... was with the business manager. A long-running thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, but you know my but favorite... But all of us watched the show and went, oh, come on. My favorite character, though, is his mother. Oh, I know. The grandmother I know, is And right. I really want to know how she is, because I'm really worried about her. I'm worried about her, too. Okay, I'm going to have to do some digging, and, and sometimes I do I go down the rabbit hole and read I've seen the kids articles. have done uh, Instagram posts. Wow. Really good stuff about you know, and the And they're going and... away a long time. Yeah, uh, nine, what is it? She gets She's like from... 10, and he got like 20 or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll get... You know, I'm sure it's like well, a white and then, collar. And then he, the kids got screwed because they their own, they had their own show, and now it, all their stuff got canceled. Got and, canceled. And Todd wow. had another show that was coming on called Limo of Love. <laughs> well, and it was going to be a dating show. I hope those and all of kids, it got canceled. I hope those kids bounce back because I mean they don't they don't deserve that. Well, you know? it'll be nice seeing. Chase driving a Honda Accord or something, and not his Range, Range Rover. Rover. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's just crazy. Uh, Eric, Erica J. I don't know what what uh, uh, Real Housewives of OC starts after the first of the year. Okay, I did not know that. Okay, can I ask you a question though? Why do people who are committing crimes go on reality TV? I think they, think their they egos can get away make with them it. think that they can develop a narrative that's going to give them cover. Because they're they're showing these extravagant lifestyles. They're not just rich; they're filthy rich, it's right? Ridiculous. Like, like, and it's always the ones who flaunt it the most. They Erica, drop a hundred thousand dollars on a party, right? Erica and her chapel and her everything. I mean, nobody was more flamboyant than Erica Jane. So it's not surprising that nobody feels sorry and for I her. Just her. She's like, but that's my money. That's, no, it's not. That's my money. Did you see the earrings she turned in? Were not even the the fake, real earrings. Fake. fake. Nothing fake. says guilt more than that. I mean, she's starting to get cleared on some culpability into but the whole still, big thing. Victims, but, what victims? They're not my victims. Right. Yeah, yeah, they are. You've got <laughs> that money. Any money that you got from your husband is that money. Right. You can say all you want about your business and all this other. That is that. Right. Those are people. And it that, is a fact. Those are victims. Like they were, their loved ones were in plane crashes. There is no gray area there. 
There's plane no crashes and epic explosions. Oh, I that mean, kid on the on the documentary. Yeah. Yes, where they just stole his money. Yeah, I there are know. there are victims. <laughs> All right, let's crazy. do one more thing besides reality. What are you watching right now? Okay, so I am actually watching with my son Stranger Things. Have you not seen it? I've not seen it. And Is so it not I, normally your cup of tea? It's not. But when your when your eighteen year old son says, "Will you spend any amount of time with me?" You're like, "Absolutely." And so we've been watching it every night. He gets really mad you at like me, it? though. I love it. Yeah. But he gets so mad at me because every single night I fall asleep, and he's not used to this. <laughs> and so then he's like, "Mom, wake up!" And I'm like. Oh. <laughs> But he doesn't want me to miss anything. So then he turns off the TV and sends me to bed. But that's that's what I've been watching. We finally watched Game of Thrones. Oh, I've I love never it. seen it. We binged Loved it over it. like a week it. and a half. We binged the whole thing. Yeah, and so I'm waiting to binge House of Dragons. It's over. So we're binging no, no. it now. The whole thing. And my daughter's oh. so mad at me. But I will never, re- if I binge season one, I don't remember by season two. Well, you can go back and. Like, we haven't watched the new Yellowstones yet because we need to go back and watch the season finale. To be reminded, because I'm old. My mind's going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you have other things on your mind. You have lots of other things on your mind. Yellowstone right. is really good, but this this prequel, you know, 1883, the prequel was good, but it was dark. I, yeah, I it's too watch dark. It. I just watched The English on Amazon Prime, which is, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember her name, uh, Emily Blunt. Oh, I love uh, her. It's a special for uh, Amazon uh, Very Prime. Very nice. It's set in the Old West. I didn't like it because it was the same oh. thing as 1883. It's just depressing. Oh. It's just depressing. And guess what? Back then, it was depressing. Right. Yeah, that's 1923, true. have you seen the trailer? Mm-mm. Helen Mirren is going to steal the whole thing. Oh, well, I love Helen Mirren. But How the guy know? that plays Braun on Game of Thrones, Braun, Remind me who, which one was Braun? he was the one that was with My, Tyrion, his oh, bodyguard yes. for a long time, yes. and then he ended up oh, with Jamie. It. So Tyrion was my favorite character. Tyrion, mine too. Okay. There must be something you could do like a psychological study on people because like my daughter can't stand her. And even at the end when she like was just killing all the people, I'm like, Well, yeah, she's still the best. She should be the queen. She should be the leader of the kingdom. She's- oh wait, no, Tyrion's is is Peter Dinklage. Who are okay, you talking well, about? You're I'm talking, talking about, about the blonde girl. Oh, I never yeah. remember anything. I know. What's yeah, her name? She turned a corner. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, You're talking about the little guy. Yeah. Okay, I loved him too. He was my favorite. second favorite. No, character. no. I, I. What is her I, I name? I loved her. Uh, I thought that was. I, gotta, I can never I'm remember watching, any of the names. I'm watching House of the Dragon, so we're watching stories about her forefathers. Right. And I can't anyway. Uh, dragon lady. You said, She's dragon lady. Yes. Uh, but she, but see, at that moment that Varys, the ball guy, this might be a spoiler. I'm just giving you a heads up right now. The ball guy that was always kind of smarmy and hanging oh, around. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When he said, he started to say, we need to kill her to Tyrion, that towards the end. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, shut up, don't even say that. Right. That was when he realized that he was right, that she had turned into a monster. She had turned into a power. It was more important. And then she just went and proved it at King's Landing. She did. See, I I still loved her all through that. So what does that say about me? You know who who else I really loved? (laughs) No. Okay. Valid. uh, Yeah. I was like, strong woman. Don't mess with her. Here she goes. Um, Remember the Peter guy? The one, the, the... Chubby guy, yes, in the, yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the woman and the baby. Yeah, I yeah, loved, yeah. I loved him. Uh, His name was Peter, right? I can never remember any of the names. 
Did I make that up? Samwell. Samwell. That's right. I knew it was Samwell. some kind of English name. Well, you see, it's been longer since you've seen it. I just I saw. I just we just finished it last week. I I binged the entire thing over Christmas last year. Well, House of the Dragon is good. A lot of people. I I I, I am energized by the people who have hate for like the last season of of. Game of Thrones. They hated it. Mm-hmm. But Stephen and I talked about it. There's a whole psychology to that because they had waited a long time to get to that season. Right. Because George Martin is so good at making our imaginations go crazy, yeah. gaps in time for releasing that show creates enemies for that show because mm-hmm. they imagine all these different ways that it should go in their right. heads. And so they end up, a bunch of people are disappointed. Right. You just have to let the thing wash over you. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I loved it. People right. want every. They want happy endings. They want everything to be tied up with a bow. And life is not like that. Neither is House of Dragons. We both sit in unique positions to see that that is not the case. Not the case. You more than me. All right, that's it. Anything else you want to pass along? No, thanks. Twenty twenty three podcast coming soon. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And because now it. I got my studio back. Oh, it's going to be so, so amazing. We're all good. Yeah, Jenny Wilson. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting. If you have suggestions for a guest, email eric at easttexasradio.com. That's eric at easttexasradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week, right here on Red River Valley Today. This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at easttexasradio.com.